everyone. Welcome to the last episode of the season for the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast. I'm Jenna Rose, joined by Antoinette Phelps. Antoinette, I'm pretty sure everyone at this point knows that you cheered for Notre Dame prep and also MSU. But really emotional weekend, not only for us, but everyone who competed in the finals. Congratulations to the champions and obviously all 32 teams because the amount of hard work and dedication that it took to get to that point and Antoinette just us having that inside scoop with some of the coaches who were kind enough to come onto the show and hear about the obstacles they had to overcome it was definitely there was an air of it just being a very emotional experience at the Breslin Center in East Lansing I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to host the broadcast through MHSAA TV I was alongside Stacy Smith who has been an MHSAA official for 27 years she was a state championship coach so I mean just hearing her insight getting to watch the teams compete in person it was incredibly special and Antoinette I know you had a similar experience just watching some of the clips from home. Yes, it was really great to watch that. It's really great to be here in the studio, not in my closet recording this podcast. (laughs) So it's great to see your lovely face in person. Yeah, it was awesome watching all of that. I know the teams worked really hard this year. I know it was a a very difficult year for all of these teams, and it was just amazing that they were actually able to finish out their season. State Champs Michigan's Ready, Set, Cheer podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU, including competitive cheer and dance. Simply log on to the ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Ready, Set, Cheer is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and the community. It's the best way to give back and get paid. Help wanted. Just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. Ready, Set, Cheer is also brought to you by the Detroit Medical Center's Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Pros. Check out our Game Changers segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or on the State Champs Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards are confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced in mid-April. For more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Yes, a lot of strength and dedication to get to that point. And how we want to break down the finals here on the Ready, Set, Cheer podcast is to go by division. So we'll break down what happened in Division 4, Division 3, Division 2, and wrap it up with D1. So the teams that competed in Division 4 were Hudson, Puamo, Westphalia, Vandercook Lake, Adrian Madison, Addison, Grand Rapids, North Point, Christian, Lawton, and Hart. And I ended up reading that in the order that, you know, that placed first through eighth. But Hudson, the defending state champs, they came in to that competition having just one state championship under their belt to go along with five runner-up finishes. So they ended up leaving the finals at the Breslin with a total overall score of 758-98 with PW having an overall score of 751-12 to take the runner-up position. So Antoinette, that's like almost seven-point difference. 
for the two. But when we break down round one and round two and round three between those two teams, PW edged them out in round one. What did you see during those performances? Yeah, so I watched PW's round one, and I saw Hudson's round one, two, and three. And overall, I thought both teams looked really strong. As far as Hudson goes, I noticed that they're very loud. They commanded the floor right away. There seemed like there were so many of them. Their jumps, their timing, flexibility was pretty good. I really loved their cheer. They did the Tigers forever, and it was really sweet because I know there's a lot of people on that team that this was probably their last time competing and their last time on the floor, so you could really kind of feel that cheer and feel that they're going to keep these memories and hold on to this time forever, and I really liked that as part of their their final cheer. And it really felt like this team had a lot of heart, so I loved watching Hudson's round one. In round two, they also had toe touches, round offs, walkovers, handsprings. So their round two was pretty strong. As far as round three goes, they had really cool tumbling passes, four really strong stunt groups. And I noticed they did a lot of full downs when they were coming out of their stunts, which I think is where they're probably getting a lot of those extra points. And they had some standing tumbling going that was pretty good. They had some really strong standing tumbling and... Uh, And I know their coach, Kelly Bailey, was very proud of them. As far as PW goes, I also thought that they looked really strong. I know, Jenna, we talked to their coach, Stacey Meyer, a couple weeks ago. And it seems like they've really come a long way with especially their round three. I know Stacey had told us that she had taken round three out for those first couple of competitions. But round three, I saw really nice tumbling passes, standing tucks, two very strong stunt groups. They were very in sync with everything they did. And my favorite thing that they did in round three was they had half of the group do a frontwards roll and the other half do a backwards roll up to an extension. But the entire team was in handstands at the same time. So I thought visually that was really really cool. Instant, definitely very astounding performances put on by both schools. And it was really cool, too, when we had the opportunity to talk to Stacy. She was saying that her and Kelly Bailey, the head coach for Hudson, have a really great relationship, and they were able to use that competitive drive to push them to be better at the finals this season. Specifically dialing in to PW, what I think is really interesting is they've been a perennial powerhouse. They actually place fifth when it comes to the all-time multiple MHSAA titles because they had the state titles from 2014 to 2018 consecutively so they definitely have a lot to work with and Stacy brings in those 14 years of experience to what she does with the program so I'm excited to see how things turn around next year with hopefully a more normal looking season but we even had a conversation before coming into this podcast one of the teams only had four athletes out on the mat and it sounded like they had 12 I was taken aback sitting at the table by how loud they were Yes, I believe that was Vandercook Lake, and I think it was their round one. I think they had four girls out there, really, really nice toe touches, front hurdlers, and just as you said, when I was listening to it, it sounded like they had a team of 12 out there, and I looked closer at the video and noticed there are only four girls out there. So far on the show, we talked about the top three teams. Antoinette, what was your overall impression when it came to the other five teams and their performances? I really thought that everyone in Division 4 did a great job using every skill that they had. There was always someone on the mat doing something. So if everyone was stunting and they had one girl left over, she was up front tumbling or front spotting. So overall, I thought Division 4 really showcased their skills in an excellent way. Absolutely, Antoinette. And moving on to Division Three, the Richmond Blue Devils, they came into that event boasting back-to-back state titles, looking to add more. In 2020, they edged out the state runners-up, Pontiac 
Notre Dame prep by just a hair over five points, and they previously wore the crown from 2014 to 2018. So when we break down what happened during the finals, Richmond, they had an overall score of 771-62. Papa became the runners-up this year with an overall score of 770-72. And then finally, Pontiac Notre Dame prep, they placed third with 767 42. So, Antoinette, can you tell us what you saw in those round one, round two, and round three from Division Three? Sure. So, starting with the champs, Richmond, I love that the coach, I believe it was the coach, I was seeing it on screen, so I, I think it was her yelling it, but right before they started, she yelled, what's your why? And then go get it before every round. And I thought that was awesome. Like, why are we here? We have worked so hard to get here. What are you doing? Like, why are you on the mat? So I thought that that was awesome and and very motivating. So as far as Richmond goes, I thought that they were very tight. They had three jumps right in a row in round one. Really strong, fast, crisp, loud. I thought it was almost flawless. Round two, they had tucks. Might need to work on sticking the landing a bit, but they went for it. Heel stretches, a little bit of wobbles, but same thing. Nothing fell. Walkover, springs, just a little bit of timing in, in some of these skills, but overall the talent is definitely there for Richmond. And then as far as round three goes, they had two jump circle tumbling passes right in the beginning. I thought that was pretty amazing. Two heel stretch full downs, two QPs, really nice timing on all of the stunts. They had cool little kick tricks to get in and out. So just kind of a, an interesting way to get into their stunting and really pretty darn near perfect for round three. I really enjoyed watching that. I know their coach Kelly was very excited, So I know Kelly went to school there, their coach, and she was really excited to get that state title for their team yet again. Third time in a row for Richmond. So they were extremely strong. Papa, same thing, very strong as well. I enjoyed watching all three of their rounds. Round one, really loud, sharp, nice motions, nice jumps. Seemed like there were so many of them out on the mat, so they did a really good job spreading themselves out in that formation. They really seemed to take up all of the floor, so they had a nice presence. I really like their crowd cheer. We don't see people doing that all the time these days. There's a couple teams that did it, but I really like that they were having the audience involved with it. Another thing they did was they seemed to attack the crowd. So they started off in the back, and then by the end, they got really close to the judges and to the audience. And I thought that was an interesting way to do that, too, to kind of grab everyone's attention. As far as round two, there's less girls out there, I believe eight. But they did have handsprings. They did handsprings. They had some really nice jumps, maybe working on the timing of those landings a little bit. But walkovers, one-legged cartwheel, which you don't see often. I thought that was really cool. And they did try the tucks. So again, working on the landing, but they went for it. So I thought that was great. So they really have the talent there at Papa. And then as far as round three goes for Papa, toe touches, tucks, four really strong stunt groups. They did a lot of moving and spinning and up and down. So they're kind of all over the place, but it was really cool to watch. And they stayed tight throughout the whole thing. They did handstand rolls. Half of them did handspring tucks. And they had a really strong ending with tucks and leveled stunts. So I was pretty impressed by Papa. And then, of course, my alma mater coming in third place, Notre Dame Prep. I I watched their round three, and I thought it was very strong. I really liked their opening tuck sequence. Four really pretty heel stretches. They actually had a lot of really impressive OLEs. They had bow and arrows. They had scorpions. They had two scales. So overall, I was very, very impressed with Notre Dame Prep's stunting and their flexibility. I thought they were very strong. Yeah, it's really interesting when we break down the scores for each round. So looking at those three schools, Richmond, Pawpaw, and Pontiac, 
Notre Dame prep. Richmond, they definitely stole the show in round one, um, almost a three-point differential between them and Papa and Notre Dame prep. But really, when we look at Papa, they stole the show in their round two performance. They had over three points more than Richmond did. But then when we look at round three, they were all identical, all having 314 with Notre Dame prep and Richmond literally both having 314.80 and then Papa just having 314.20. But it was really interesting to see where their strong points came. And I really like what you said with Papa. They definitely had good floor mobility in round one. They had an interesting, strong presence in round two. And when we look at the other schools who participated, Flat Rock, Croswell, Lexington, Comstock Park, Alma, and Battle Creek, Penfield, all brought everything they had out to those mats. So, Antoinette, what was your overall impression from those teams? My overall impression of D3 is that they have some very strong stunting and very strong tumbling. I saw Croswell Lexington during their round three. They had a girl doing a twisting full during her tumbling pass. A lot of the teams had some really strong standing tumbling, even some tumbling passes going through. And overall, just really nice OLEs in all of these round threes as well. Competitive cheer is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto that MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. No, it was really cool opening up the finals with Division Three because they performed on that Friday at 10. So it was cool that they were able to be the ones to kick off the entire weekend at the Breslin Center. But moving forward to Division Two, one of the most interesting rivalries, arguably, when it comes to MHSAA competitive cheer is between Allen Park and also between Gibraltar Carlson. I mean, when we look at the two schools over the past 13 Division titles have been from Carlson and Allen Park, with Allen Park having three and Carlson having ten. So it was crazy to come into that competition and not see Carlson there due to some COVID-19 problems. So we wish the best for the team during this time because I can't imagine not being able to compete at the state finals with a dynasty the way that they have. But moving forward, we did have some returning finalists in DeWitt who placed third in the 2020 competition, Wild Lake Western in fourth, Muskegon Mona Shores who placed fifth, Southgate Anderson in sixth, and Cedar Springs who placed seventh. That was all in 2020. And to make a full eight for Division Four, the Flint Kersley Hornets and the Mason Bulldogs were able to stamp their ticket to the show. So breaking down the stats, Allen Park was in first, DeWitt were the runners-up, and then Muskegon Mona Shores placed third. Allen Park had an overall total score of 782-34, followed by DeWitt at 778-90. Antoinette, can you give us your analysis of both of those teams' performances in round one through round three? Yes, I thought they both looked very strong. DeWitt you know, has been known for doing really well at competitions, especially the state finals. And their round one, they had really great jumps. I love their intro. So sharp, so strong. 
I liked their formation changes. They went from a really small, tight circle to bigger and bigger as the cheer went on and got closer and closer to the audience. So they also had a wonderful presence on the floor. For round two, they had really deep voices. They caught my attention right away. Handsprings, tucks, really nice stick with those standing back tucks. Inverted jumps, very flexible. Walkovers. Um, overall, their their round two seemed kind of short and sweet, but it's like they had skill, boom, 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 nailed it, and off the floor. So they did a great job there, too. And then as far as round three, I was very impressed with their tumbling passes and their formations. They had a little wobble in their stunts a couple times, but no falls. And I really liked watching the flyers that were wobbling kind of save the stunt and still fall down out of it, even though it wasn't perfectly stuck. They like they still went for their landing, and I thought that was great. So DeWitt overall looked like a very strong team. And then as far as the champs go, Allen Park, I, I had the same impression when I watched Adams, but watching really all of the teams in Division Two and Division One, I, I was thinking, how is Allen Park going to look different? Like, everyone looks so great, so strong on the floor, and then Allen Park comes out and just... Wow. Just watching them command the floor the way they do, I could see a state champion there. Round one, their voices, their motions so sharp, their jumps, landing everything perfectly on time. Arm peels, really cool little thing where they're hitting the ground during their cheer. They did a pike jump. Round two, I think I saw a left herky, which typically teams do right, so I believe I saw left there. Really nice tucks, walkovers, handsprings. They even, one thing Allen Park does that they do that I really like is they use their heads as a motion. So they'll kind of like turn, stop, pause, and then you know that they're about to do something like a back tuck. So I really like that they did that too. Very in sync. They really draw you in and make you want to watch them. And round three, team circle tumbling. They did it twice actually. Four perfectly stuck heel stretch full downs. Did that twice as well. I know when we talked to Julie Goodwin and when we talked to the two seniors on their team, both had said that they have very strong OLEs, again, one-legged extensions, and it's true. They had wonderful stunting, so, so strong. Even with one little fall at the end, they still were able to pull off that win. And, of course, I love their Allen Park cheer, the A-L-L-E-N-P-A-R-K. So that's so great. They get the whole audience pumped up for that. And overall, yep, loved watching Ellen Park. They were very strong. Antoinette, it's funny you say that because we did have an opportunity to interview two seniors from both Rochester Adams and Allen Park, and it was so cute at the end of the interview when they talked about how they love to cheer for the other team, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one there that you're saying the A-L-L, okay, I can't cheer. But um, <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of too, Jenna. Yeah, and something that we've addressed on the show, especially when we interviewed AC Myers, is just the stereotype that comes with the different talent at the different levels and divisions. And I mean, just looking at... Allen Park's overall score, 782-34. They're Division Two. If they were competing in Division One, they would have placed fourth just behind Plymouth, who placed third, and they had an overall score of 782.36. So, I mean, some of this stuff is neck and neck when we look at what's going on in different divisions. So, you know, for those of you guys watching, if you're only paying attention to D1 next year, maybe go see what D2, D3, and D4 is doing because some of these programs are, you know, not only making history, but they're doing impressive work like what we were talking with with Vandercook Lake. You know, there were only four girls competing out on the mat, but they were incredibly loud and it just blew you away. And considering what all these teams have been through this season, it's in, it's extremely impressive. But Definitely. There's, there's a lot of talent across the board, no doubt. 
So finally moving on to Division One, the defending state champs, Rochester Adams, they came in and they were able to do it again for a second year in the row, placing first with an overall score of 790-52. They were followed by Granville at 782-60, almost a seven-point differential between the two, and Plymouth placed third with 782 36. Antoinette, there definitely is a lot of talent that is present in Division One. What was your analysis of the top two teams? Yeah, so strong. Uh, all of the teams, really, all eight of them, very strong and pretty well known. As far as Plymouth goes, I'll actually start with round three. First of all, I love their uniforms. I don't know if I've actually seen a couple teams change uniforms, so I don't know if that's a newer thing or what, but I love that. So I watched Plymouth's round two. I loved their uniforms. I believe they were wearing shorts or maybe skorts, but I thought that was super cute. Their motion drill, very, very sharp. I was mesmerized watching them. Their tucks, springs, walkovers, overall Plymouth looked really strong. As far as the Granville Dogs go, amazing jumps. I did watch all three rounds. I really liked their cheer for round one, Do You Feel the Fire? I thought that was awesome, and it really got me pumped up watching them. Really nice toe touches. They had some of the girls in the middle do a pike. They had the whole team do double hooks, and then they had some girls in the middle do a herky. So I thought that was an interesting way to break up the jumps. For round two, really strong voices, nice motions, tucks. A couple girls might need to stick the landing a little bit, but they went for it. That was great. Back walkovers, perfect back handsprings. And then round three, they had tucks, handspring tucks, which I always think is great to watch. I always am impressed when teams can do that. They had a girl doing a full twist. And then they had, while that was happening, they had half the girls doing a handspring and the other half were on the floor. And I do remember watching this in another competition thinking, oh, this is really cool. Like once they get the timing down of all of us, it's going to look really interesting because I think at one point they were maybe like kicking a foot up or doing something. And it was kind of getting in the way of what this girl was doing on the floor in her tumbling pass. And it looked like they did get that all sorted out with the timing and it did look really awesome watching that. And then as far as their stunting goes, really pretty full downs. They had some aerials and handsprings in there, handspring tucks. Very appealing to watch overall. Some timing issues towards the very end of their stunting, but Granville looked overall very, very strong, and I loved everything they brought to the floor. Rochester Adams, round one. They just bring it right away. Immediately they command the floor, sharp motions, loud voices, their jumps are perfectly in line with each other, nice high pointed toes, really nice peels, and you can just tell they are a state champion team. Just like Allen Park, when I watched Rochester Adams, I thought, yep, they've got it. No, well, it's interesting that you're comparing them to Allen Park because in Allen Park's round one, they were 238 flat and Rochester Adams was 238.40. So it was just four tenths of a point. So when you look at the talent level and execution, it was it was very extremely similar. So it's cool that you made that connection. Yeah, definitely. They did have a lot of the same skills out there, too. And just, again, both teams seem like state champions. They really have a presence about them on the floor. And it was really nice watching both of them. I One thing that I really like about Adams is when they do their tucks, they almost pause for a moment after and just kind of like, yep, we did that. We just stuck that. And I love that, too. It was just it's it's really cool. Walkovers, handsprings. They did switch splits. So very talented athletes there. And then loved watching their round three handsprings, handspring tucks and their circle tumbling. 
I don't know what this is called, Jenna, and you may have noticed this when they were doing it when when you saw it in person at the competition. And I've seen this in one of their other video clips as well, but they do a heel stretch, then they switch hands, they turn to the side, pull that leg forward, and then back to center. And it looks like it takes incredible flexibility, balance. It almost looks like they're doing a difficult yoga pose, but they're up in the air. And I just, I, I still am like, I don't know what that is or what that's called, but it was so cool to watch it. And all of the stunt groups were able to do that. So four really strong stunt groups, as we talked to the Rochester Adam girls as well, and their coach, Brooke Miller, they also have very strong one-legged stunts. So we saw scales, stretches, scorpions, full-ups, full-downs, V-sits, different levels of stunts. So overall, you just really can't deny that Adams is a state championship team. Before we continue, I talked how you can recruit yourself to Lawrence Technological University. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Most certainly, and their head coach heading into her sixth year, Brooke Miller. I mean, coming into 2020, they had back-to-back near misses when it came to scoring, but she said it was just all the determination of these girls. There are a lot of young girls on this team that really didn't understand what it took to be there, but there's a lot of sisters and girls that came into the program that just really wanted it, and we had a really great year and were also supportive and open to everything, and I think that really carried on to this crazy season because all of these girls, while they are competing against one another, um, you know, when you break down the eight teams that are in the division who are finalists, they're really cheering for each other and it became a sisterhood. So it's really cool to see that because, you know, we saw girls in other divisions cheering for one another and it's just, it's just really heartwarming and, And looking at that quote, even though the head coach said there's a lot of young girls, when we look at that team now, they had 23 returning state champions heading into the finals at the Breslin Center. So it's it's an amazing program. And, you know, all finalists for that division had astounding seasons. And Antoinette Grand Blank, Brighton, Lake Orion, Brownstown, Woodhaven, and Rochester Hills, Stony Creek all competed as well. And when you think back to your time when you were cheering for Notre Dame Prep, when you looked across all of the divisions, were you seeing the same set of skills that you were able to do yourself? So I definitely, in Division One back in the day, <laughs> saw a lot of a lot of the standing tucks. I remember, I think I've said this on the podcast before, the first time I saw Rochester High School do team standing tucks, and I was so impressed even back then. But a lot of the standing tumbling, I think I did see through Division One. but now you're seeing it kind of across the board. You're seeing that standing tuck, standing back handspring, walkovers, really nice jumps, switch splits. You're seeing that now also in Division Two, Division Three, and Division Four with some teams. So I think overall, all four divisions, all of the teams are just really up being the talent and I think that's just so amazing for the sport. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of our interview with Rachel Salick, an MHSAA official, where she said she thinks it's something that they need to sit down and reconfigure the way that they're scoring these teams because we're seeing some point differentials that are like less than a tenth of a point almost. So 
you know, it's we love seeing the sport expand, and it's it's incredible the amount of time, like from when you cheered to how it is now, and even for someone like me, just watching like a documentary on Netflix, watching cheer for Navarro, it's just incredible to see how much work goes in behind the scenes for one of the top programs in college, and you can see that here at the high school levels. But we do want to thank you guys for joining us for our first ever season on the Ready Set Cheer podcast. Definitely learned a lot doing this, and we gained a lot of insight. It was, I mean, Antoinette, it was so exciting just having the coaches come on, even having some girls who are competing, a college coach. I'm extremely excited for next year. Do you have an idea of what we'd like to have for our guest list moving forward? Well, I think I would love to have a lot of these teams here. So I know we've had, you know, some of those top teams from 2020 and now, of course, 2021. But I would love to, if anyone's listening, if you have went to the state championship this year, we would love to have you on the show to talk about your team, whether you're a coach or an athlete. And I think, Jenna, you mentioned this before, you know, MHSAA is, for competitive cheer, it is an all-girl sport. But when you get to the college level and if you're on an all-star team, there can be males on the team as well. So we I'd love to talk to a male cheerleader. And I think hopefully next year, Jenna, we might be branching out a little bit and hearing from some other states. So we'll kind of see where we go with this. But it's been a very exciting season, and we've had a good time talking about cheerleading, and we love that everyone's been listening. We've been getting great feedback. You can continue to email us at readysetcheer at statechampsnetwork.com. And what do you think, Jenna? We'll be back in the fall? Yeah, we definitely will be back in the fall again. Thank you guys for your continued support. This was extremely fun. So we're looking forward to get ready and gear up for next season. So in the meantime, like Antoinette said, if you have any suggestions or questions or want to come on the show, please email us. And again, thank you guys for joining us on this journey. I mean, you know, all the obstacles that these athletes have had to overcome, practices over Zoom, bringing in their cheer mats to their basements, their garages. I mean, it just made the finals all that more emotional. And congratulations to every team that competed this season, even in the regular season. It's everyone has overcome so much. So thank you for letting us be a part of that journey. We're excited to come back next season. 